Hello, Orderfest listeners. Welcome back to your lovely convention podcast. Today, I am joined by no other than Angelo and also by myself. It's me. <laughs> and it's you. But there's no Nanchi. Oh my god. We're we're going pretty uh we're going pretty low on the all three of us score. Yeah, it's just been mad crazy. For myself personally, there's just been a lot of like uh events, uh things like It almost sounds like you're busy planning an anime convention or something. And that and I guess Valentine's Day stuff and just overall busyness in the life. So it has been intermittent, I think, for all of us in that regard, but that's okay. We do our best. Yes. And that best means recording at 1130 in the evening. The evening. Before we get too far, before we hit midnight, uh, we're going to make some uh, news and announcements. So... Just letting everyone know how excited we are to announce that Ben Balmaceda will be joining us at OdaFest 2024. You may recognize his works from Genshin Impact as Kave. And The World Ends With You, the animation as Neku Sakuraba, from One Piece as Pedro, and Undead Unluck as Andy, among many others. I remember Undead Unluck. We liked that one. We did. I remember Andy. I also remember Pedro from One Piece. And I remember Neku. I don't know Kave. I don't play the Genshin. I know of Kave. (laughs) If you want to see him and all of our other guests and other events, then you just got to buy your tickets at odafest.com. Yeah. It's been a long time coming. We haven't, uh, we've been falling, we've been falling behind on schedule recently. We really have been. It is so close. It is roughly one month until the beginning of the spring 2024 anime season. That's going to be mm-hmm. starting at the end of March, early April. Angelo has kindly curated several animus of the spring season for us to dissect and preview for our lovely listeners. Um, there's quite a bit of interesting content this year. At least, like, it feels very original, which is nice. We I was like actually surprised. There is a lot. There is a lot of sequels coming up in this season. But mm-hmm. some of the stuff that was that was new looked mm-hmm. really, really good. And that is all going to start off with Sentai Daishikaku by Yostar Pictures, an action fantasy anime. When the monster army invaded Earth 13 years ago, the divine dragon rangers rose up to stop them. With the war raging on, these great heroes are mankind's last hope. Or are they? In truth, the invaders were subjugated within a year, forced to continue to crank out a monster a week for the rangers to crush in front of their adoring fans. But one monster has had enough. Something has to change. He'll rebel against the might of the dragon rangers and destroy them all from the inside. That's hilarious, first of all. 
I love that premise is funny as hell. Um, I'm not, I don't know. I don't think Angelo is either, but I am not exactly a huge, uh, Sentai follower. I mean, the truth is power mighty more from power Rangers. I want to be very clear because there's so many iterations. That's pretty much the only Sentai I've ever cared about in my life. And at that time I was eight years old. (laughs) I remember a few years after uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers aired, there was mm-hmm. another another American-centric Super Sentai called Big Bad Beetleborgs. Oh, I do remember Beetleborgs. Yeah, it, was, it had three kids and they turned into beetles and there was a clown with a blue nose. Interesting. Yes, that's everything that I remember about it. The little beetle battle tanks. Yeah. But this but- looks cool. Yeah, and, and I pointed this out earlier because when we were watching um, the trailer previews and stuff, um, I really I kind of realized that there's really not a lot of that crossover where you have um, Sentai, which is kind of like a very much uh, suspension of disbelief plus uh, like larger than life type of storyline. It's not often expressed in the animation form. It's usually just live action. Yeah, um, for real. I think the last yeah. time I remember Super Sentai anime was uh, Samurai Flamenco, which was also really good. Never heard of it. It, I have it to was say. really good. It started off super corny and very, very much like uh, Super Bad, if you remember that movie. Mm. No, not Super Bad. Mm. No. <laughs> oh, God. What was, what was that superhero movie with a guy who was in the teal jumpsuit? And uh, there was Kick a ass. pink-haired girl. Kick-ass. That's right. Not super. Yeah, I, I understand Holy why shit. you said that, because they had uh, <laughs> they had similar actors. They did. They really yes. did. I liked Kick-ass, too. But this, that was more like Sam Flam, and then Sam Flam mm-hmm. got very campy, very, very monstery. This one looks like it comes right out the gate with the monsters. It is immediately to be understood to be in, like, a monster-attacked world. Mm-hmm. And goddamn, does it look good? When I think about it, though, it's kind of interesting because now that I, like, now that I inspected a little bit closer and making parallel connections in my mind here, I think the Sentai gen- genre is represented in the sort of monster-of-the-day type shows. So, like, even things like Ava, for example, right, where you have that large scale fighting in the city, monster versus person in a suit, whether that suit is many times bigger than the person. Technically speaking, it's not that far off. Well, I mean, even the Power Rangers had the Megazords. True, true. So, was so. Power Rangers a mecha or was Ava a Super Sentai? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, also, I really like. I want to go back to um, the premise here that was very much the most interesting point of the plot. I like that they're essentially trying to subject. There's a, there's a kaiju that is trying or a monster in general that is just trying to like, yeah, trying to um, subjugate the actual like workings of the Sentai, like the Sentai are the bad guys. Yes. In this case. Well, they have capitalism to their way out of the war, right? They yes. have they have stopped the war. They already won. 
But that was 12 years ago. And since then, they've just made capitalism on it. They've just been like, oh, ho, ho, I smell money making here. Let's get some kind of monster creation machine going. We'll beat them up like it's the Roman Colosseum. And not in the plot, but in the feel of the animation and possibly in the thread of the storytelling. It has a little bit of tiger and bunny vibes. I mentioned yes. that earlier as well. It really does feel that way. A lot of, when you think about it, tiger and bunny very much mixed superheroes and business in mm-hmm. a way that made it feel like kind of off-putting and gross. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a theme. Not as an anime, Tiger and Bunny was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And so using that business aspect to kind of make the heroes feel scummy, the the the, the heroes, the Super Sentai squad, the Dragon Rangers, I I'm really gonna be here for this. The yeah. anime studio, Yostar Pictures, I haven't really watched anything they've done, but it's it looks like most of what they work on is uh Arc Knights. And Azure Lane stuff. It looks like it's mostly mm. been uh, uh, promo work for those games, along with the anime that have gone along with those games. Mm. So this seems like the first project they have that isn't trying to sell a game. Mm. I'm down for <laughs> Which it. Which is kind of ironic. This is uh, the capitalism show, but not the capitalism anime. Who knows? Maybe I'm right, completely actually. wrong and I missed, and maybe this is actually I mean, I don't a gotcha source story as well. But I'm here for it. It looks good. Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to our actual episode preview for when that pops because it just has a really interesting premise. I will say that the most interesting part, I think, from early on is to see how what the episode two plays out. Because it could really it could really drop the ball or it could drive the rest of the show, I feel like, uh, early on. Establishing that corporate villainy and how they're gonna try and get around that is gonna be interesting. I'm I'm so here for it. It looks so cool. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um let's move on to the next show. Next show also has it's got it's got very chill vibes. Um, it's called Shumatsu Train Doko E Iku by EMT Squared. Um, I guess it would be sort of a possible slice of life and adventure type genre. We didn't really we weren't able to pull a genre from the uh, description page itself. However, it thus reads as a certain town in the suburbs. This wasn't a typical rural place that you could find anywhere. A big change is happening to the residents. However, even amid all this, Chikura Shizuru had strong feelings for him. I want to see my missing friends again. Shizuru and his friends travel to the outside world on an abandoned train that has stopped working, not knowing if they will make it back alive. What on earth is there at the end of the Doomsday Train? This anime looks so interesting. It really leans into certain vibes that I really like. Uh, A lot of the scenery almost looked like uh, or was reminiscent of Yokohama Shopping Trip, a really old manga and OVA series that I liked that Mm. kind of deals with 
comfiness at the end of the world. Uh, it also had a vibe similar to the indie game Eastward, where you're riding a train throughout various areas that have a somewhat post-apocalyptic flair to it. I I definitely get that. Comfy, but eerie. Yeah, there's... From the trailer, and it was a short trailer, it was like a 30-second trailer as opposed to some of the other ones. Um, some things I noticed, there's a lot of water in the environment. Uh, they're traveling over top of the water, but probably, may, like, if I had to really guess, maybe some sort of reference to, like, a tsunami. Um, I believe flooding. it did show a tsunami in the trailer. I could have missed it. Um there's definitely allusions to like storms and things like that. Um, it's a limited, it appears to be like a limited cast. It also does not have what I would say elements of action. And it doesn't really have elements of like a thriller. Like there's not like a mystery to be solved. I think they're really just trying to maybe make their way out of the like their home that was like ravaged and and it, but it's not like it doesn't have a survival there's no grittiness to it at least not from sense. what we can tell yeah this doesn't feel like school alive where it's a zombie situation mm-hmm. this feels very much like something weird has happened and so the four characters that are going on the doomsday train just aren't certain where they'll end up. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a mystery there, if you will. Could be, could be. I'm down. Yeah, there's not a lot to work off of, unfortunately, but there's good vibes, uh, and the animation is quite nice. So, The worst thing that could happen to this is it turns uh, out to be something like that Ars Nova or that that, that Witch Academy anime we oh, watched no. a few uh, years ago. Don't say Where it that. was just cute girls doing cute things and it had no other redeeming factors. But it did look good. It did look good. You're just hoping it's not like that. But only the episodes will tell. Yes. Next up, we've got Astronaut by Telecom Animation Film. Comedy, romance, and sci-fi. Takumi. A gifted chef was just let go from his job. He lands a gig in an old boarding house called Astroso, but hesitates to accept after learning he must also live there full time. That is, until he meets the beautiful and charming caretaker, Mira. And he's sold. The two begin to work together, and their connection deepens. But Mira has a secret. She isn't from this world. Let's go. We love alien milfs up in this house. <laughs> uh, it has so first of all the the animation um, style, like the art style, I should say, looks like mm, it looks like a seventies anime. About late, it looks like late twenty, uh, late twenties, late two thousands manga style uh like i would go all the way back to almost like cutie honey or something like that it's very round very flirty a little bit kind of cartoony in a lot of senses yeah it has 
uh very mm. it's got a strong sense of character style where yes. the way that the character is drawn kind of hints at what their personality or role might be mm. i will say it also evokes a lot of like i don't think it's a harem love anime because that trope is also like long dead for the most part but i don't it think definitely this is has be a harem vibe. at all no but it definitely has the vibe of something like an oh my goddess yes where uh not in the cast but in the characters and the, i want to be clear what that means you're not gonna have like five ambiguous love interests and it's gonna drag back and forth too much it's just much more that idea that the female love interest is going to be something like she's I mean, technically, you can see it in the trailer. She's an alien. She has that, like, literal out-of-this-world um, quality to her. Uh, that'll make, you know, things more interesting than your typical romance. I don't know if it's going to be too tropey, too stereotypy, but it should be at least fun. I hope it'll be fun. I hope it'll be pretty funny. It is comedy after all. Sometimes comedy anime can flop or they're not quite right. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're targeted so much at a Japanese audience that it just won't vibe with a North American audience. But this one seems interesting. I like the art style. I think it can go places. And also telecom animation film is just an interesting studio. They haven't done anything lately that I really care about. I'm almost going to, this isn't going to make them sound good. It almost <laughs> seems like they're a studio that usually makes other people's anime. Uh, they do a lot of Lupin anime. They've done a lot of uh, branded, like, tie-in anime. They're doing a Rick and Morty anime this year. Oh, that's wild. But then I go back, and in 2012, I see that they did Moyashimon, the second season. I loved that anime. They also did the first season. I go back even further. They worked on Cyber Six back in 1999. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. That's not a... That's that not is a weird. That's, a, that's not a title I thought I would hear reference for in the year of our Lord 2024. <laughs> I know, right? I loved that show. It was so good. Now, quite frankly, anybody who worked... On Cyber Six, 25 years ago. I'm certain they're not working at that studio anymore. There is no Cyber Six DNA left in there. There's probably no. not even Moyashimon bacteria floating around their office anymore. No. But I want to believe. It's very interesting. I I don't... Like, it's, it's not really my cup of tea in terms of these genres, but... I can only hope that it's just a good show for the people who would enjoy it. It has potential. It has potential. But to say that the studio has pedigree is probably not the right word. Hey? No, good lord, no. Because you're right. They it's are just like it's not it's not who you like like you said, it's not it's not who they were. It's not who they were, and quite frankly, who they currently are is a studio that makes 
other people's projects. I mean, in fairness, technically speaking, so is Cyber Six. Cyber Six is Argentinian. Yes. Well, no, it's not Argentinian. It is actually Quebecois with an Argentinian, uh, I guess, uh, location. Yeah. Uh, an Argentina-based story. Yeah. Very interesting, I guess. But we'll see where it goes. Yeah. I will watch the first episode. That's all I got. I just hope it's not a slog. I'll give it the chance. I'll mm. give it an honest chance. And moving on to our next number four preview. Uh, we have Girls Band Cry by Toei Animation. It's a music genre. Something that I always love. And here we have the main character who drops out of high school in her second year, aiming to enter a university while working alone in Tokyo. A girl is betrayed by her friends and doesn't know what to do. Another girl is abandoned by her parents and tries to survive in the city by doing part-time jobs. This world lets us down all the time. Nothing goes as planned. But we want something that we can continue to like. We believe there's a place where we belong. That's why we sing. I like that. It seems interesting. What I didn't expect when I watched the trailer, I didn't expect a fully 3D CG anime. That's yes. that's that wasn't on my radar when I read it. No, no. I I know it's a music genre. I have high standards for music anime when it comes to like really good ones i hope this is a really good one my problem with this show from the trailer is that we didn't see a lot of music we really didn't and that is a little bit foreboding but we did hear some music and it sounded like some fucking rock yeah it it was okay i mean it's definitely uh in the vibes of kind of like back yeah. Um, now it has like that kind of ragtag group that sort of has some talent, needs uh but needs to gel, needs to get together, has some drama. It seems like every single character they're leaning into it that they are scarred, that they are broken characters. They mm-hmm. are going into this being like, yeah, this is girls band cry. All of our characters have tragic backstories we're going to make tears run through your ducts they will be clean and unplugged by the end of the first episode we guarantee it yeah i don't know what to make of the animation to be honest um not that like a music show needs to have great animation but it's always nice to have it i don't think the 3d looked bad I am not someone who has really indulged in a lot of that animation style in terms of uh, from an anime perspective. Um, like I never got into, it's not, you know, people will say like this is not everybody or whatever, but like I never got into Ruby, for example. Um, I am going to go out here and say that it is not Pixar quality 3D, but. <laughs> it's definitely not. It certainly isn't. 3D the way that Berserk 2016 or X-Arm did it. Saying yeah. that it's at 3D in the same breath as those would be an insult. They, in their trailer, 
what they were trying to do was sell you on the fact that the 3D girls could be expressive. They were putting Mm -hmm. some goofy faces on them. They were getting some emotion flowing through them. They wanted to prove that in a 3D medium, they could have emotive characters. Now, Mm -hmm. I don't think this is going to be like uh, Land of the... Land of the Lustrous, uh, Hiseki no Kuni, where we're getting vast, expansive 3D landscapes. I'm not sure if this is going to be like Beastars, but if the 3D quality is as good as the trailer suggests, it might make it to a list of some of the best 3D in anime. Yeah, like I will say that it's that is a very I know, I know, uh, exclusive list. Yeah, and, and and I want to be clear, like I don't, I know this doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound like promotional. It doesn't sound positive in a sense. But I will I I will say that it looks watchable. I know that sounds weird. It sounds like maybe the lowest tier of um praise, if any praise is to be given here. But I just don't think it's. Like, it doesn't make my eyes water and want to look away. So that's pretty much good enough. Uh, And again, I just hope for better music, right? If they do things right, if they really do things right, when they get to the music, they're going to have some dynamic camera angles. They're going to have some really good movement. If they go all the way to have, like, finger accurate guitar playing i mean they could do Mm -hmm. it they could and it would look cool people would probably appreciate that hopefully using 3d doesn't kneecap them true um i think it's probably important to also um point out i think toei is linked with sony which means they have a like like I'm this interested is a in caveat. music. When I was putting in here, Toy Animation is the production company. The exact right. animation studio working on this was not listed. Sure, but the point is is that the production is the one that would take care of music licensing mm-hmm. for one thing. So what I'm hoping for so like one of the things I really liked about Beck, for example, Beck had some original songs. They had lots they of original also songs. Also had Yes, I, yeah, that's right. That's actually that's way more accurate. It's like ninety five percent original songs, but they also did have some covers. I I really like that in in making a world setting because oh, like I never thought about that. Yeah, they have Beatles. It I kind believe. of no, they had the Rocket Boys, which were very Beatles like, but they were explicitly yeah. not Beatles. They didn't say that they you don't know, but the music they had did not mention the Beatles as the band, but the source was the Beatles. So it's just nice to have that kind of world setting um, in like in these kind of shows, especially this one where, again, I do think it follows a little bit more of that. Like it's not, it's not a K-On, you know? Um, it's it's not a much... K-On. It is not a Bochi the Rock either. Like, yeah, this it, does it not feel that, like, like it's going to be comedy. Yeah, it has that um, very, like, hard urban setting. Um, even says, you know, every, like, just about everything takes place in Tokyo. 
So they're going to, you know, they're in the hub of the Japanese entertainment uh, uh, environment here. And the industry is not going to be kind to them necessarily, right? Like they're going to need to work out all of their own, you know, inner drama. They're going to have to compete and, and beat, you know, their fellow entertainers and performers to get like their slice of pie. So I'm looking forward to it. I really do want to know what the music's going to be. It's not enough to know that it's rock, which I already like. It's I need to know, like, I'm going to vibe with the songs because I, to this day, still have like Beck soundtrack on my Spotify playlist. Like, I, I love that stuff. It's I've still so got good. a lot of Beck songs on my phone. And the mm-hmm. one thing that Beck does that a lot of other music anime don't do, they have mixed genre. Like when it came yes. to Beck, they had a lot of punk, but they had a couple hip hop tracks. They had some, some they had some very pop tracks. Yep. They had like the, the, the classic, like the Rocket Boys, follow me, baby, I yep. won't let you leave if you believe in me. Like, I hope this has more than one or two songs. Bochi the Rock mm-hmm. was first and foremost a comedy, and it had like two songs. Mm-hmm. Kaon. I think they had one song their entire first season, and they maybe brought that up to like three or four in the second season. Mm-hmm. Make music anime, have music, please. I know it's a weird request. It's a very weird request. Even ya boy Kong Ming only had one song. The last, uh, the last music show that I have songs from is um oh no i can't remember the title right now the one that takes place on mars oh um, uh carolyn tuesday yes carolyn tuesday i do have i a still haven't watched that <laughs> it's it's not like the strongest but it's not bad it's got good interpersonal uh like relationship writing and stuff like that so and the music is not too bad nice yeah Last up, last on our list, to feed you, to hype you up for, dear listener, is Kaiju Number 8 by Production IG, an action-adventure sci-fi anime. With the highest kaiju emergence rates in the world, Japan is no stranger to attack by deadly monsters. Enter the Japan Defense Force, a military organization tasked with the neutralization of kaiju. Kafka Hibino, a kaiju corpse cleanup man, has always dreamed of joining the force. But when he gets another shot at achieving his childhood dream, he undergoes an unexpected transformation. How can he fight kaiju now that he's become one himself? This was a fun-looking trailer. That is a stupid question to ask. There are so many kaiju movies about kaiju fighting other kaiju. Yeah. Godzilla I mean, vs. King Kong. I feel the like... The new Godzilla vs. King Kong. 70, 70% of Godzilla's line of movies in the franchise are about them defeating a different version of Godzilla, like Mecha Godzilla, 
or fighting like Gamera or Mothra or King Kong. I mean, seriously, that is how does he fight Kaiju now that he becomes one? Very successfully, I imagine. I have been told to read the manga for Kaiju number eight for years now. People are always going like, Angelo, when are you going to read that Kaiju number eight? I have had it on a to-do list since 2021. And now you don't have to read it at all. You can just watch it with your eyeballs. Ha <laughs> ha! Joke's on you. I use subbed anime. I'll still be reading it. <laughs> I guess. Um, my... my... I, I could I, I could give my first impressions and I will, but the number one thing that the trailer made me think of was actually and I really hope they address this anyways, just for me. It makes me think of logistics. And what I mean by that is like you saw a, v- a variety of kaiju attacking, I don't know, Tokyo or some other version of Japan, area of Japan. But it just made me think because there's all these repeated attacks and you saw things like buildings falling down and like infrastructure being destroyed. At what point, realistically, as a society, you just give up because the cost is too much? (laughs) Like, you can't, you know, for every building they break down, that's a year's worth of construction. One? No way. That's like five. Depends. It depends on the project, right? But like, how do you, why do you even keep on going on at that point? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah, you could say you fight it, but like, you're just creating more destruction. It's like, um, way back when I remember, especially when the uh, original like trilogy of Spider Man movies were really popular and people would be asking, it's like, what happens to all the webbing he leaves behind? <laughs> it's just everywhere. Well, if you if you take the 1990s Amazing Spider-Man cartoon canon, the uh, the webbing dissolves after two hours. It just goes away. But some, but sometimes he um, like he's fighting some bad guy on the top of uh, like some skyscraper, and then he like webs them up because he he's not a killer. He just traps them and then he leaves. Do you think sometimes either he forget like he he would forget to notify the police that someone is up there or it's been a really busy day for the police? Oh my god, it's police get there in, in New York hours? City. They're never getting there on time. But that's why exactly. we keep having episodes every week of new Spider-Man cartoons. Dude, no, Spider-Man is doing the Sentai Daishikaku. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> he's he's recycling his own enemies for profit. Absolutely. Except not really. He doesn't really make that much profit. J. Jonah Jameson does not pay your boy Peter Parker enough. True. Um, but yeah, getting back to Kaiju number eight. Um, my first impressions, and it doesn't help that production IG is also involved in this, but um, gave me sort of like a mashup of Promare, Kill a Kill, Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw Man, I can kind of agree with, but Promare and Kill a Kill, it is not that colorful. No, but it's got that same, it it, it has the same vibes in that, like... They got the Gaunce aesthetic going on. Yeah, that's fair. But I I just feel like it has, like, these, it it takes a little bit, not, not that, you know... 
all the other stories that we talked about, all the other anime aren't exactly the most original in their genres either. I'm just saying that this one really gives off some vibes of like that or or these shows that I've mentioned, just like they pick, they, they pick and choose a little bit from the best of, you know, maybe these ones. I think it'll be really fun. I don't know. It, I don't know how much nuance it's going to have, I guess. Like, how straightforward is this show going to be? I feel like it's going to be very straightforward. I, I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. Because, again, I haven't read any of the source material. I don't know how it goes. The way, things that we saw from the trailer and the way that the the way that the 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 description reads ya boy ya boy kafka is going to have a hard time fighting kaijus as a kaiju himself uh other people on the kaiju defense force are going to be like wow that's a kaiju and he's just the size of a dude we'd better fight him too even though he is perfectly sentient conscious and willing to fight alongside of us and overall kind of a cool dude I mean, let's kill him. In in a lot of ways, I guess that's sort of like the vigilantiness in uh, like Chainsaw Man is actually a really good description of what I'm going to see here, because yeah. Denji himself became like a devil mm-hmm. in the devil hunting hunt the uh, 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 bureau. Yeah. So basically, he lost all his freedom. He was forced to fight other devils, and if he ever disagreed or fight fought back. Well, they're going to kill him. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what's going to happen to to Kafka here. I really feel like that's what's going to happen to Kafka. But that is such a common story element that I don't think it's going to take away very much. You hope so. You hope that they find their own original form of traction here and kind of give more to the story or lend more to the character development somehow it is like from the trailer there's a bit of risk that it's essentially a chainsaw man offshoot but or offshoot's not the right word clone's the right word but it doesn't mean that it'd be a bad show it i actually expect it to be phenomenal i expect this to be one of the shows that i am on the edge of my seat every single week being like, I need more of this. I need more of this right now. I mean, you've been told by many sources that it's worth it. So as long as they keep those elements in the anime adaptation, there's no reason for you not to like it. Exactly. Based off of, you know, how your friends know what your preferences might be like and so on and so forth. So everything about this sounds cool and i'm just if i wasn't if i wasn't pushing it hard enough everybody should understand that production ig is is pretty damn good but the production committee so production ig is just animating it the production committee involves toho the studio behind ya boy godzilla it involves kara studio kara who the big boss, the legendary big boss, Hideaki Anno, the guy who brought us Evangelion, 
and who, more importantly, brought us Shin Godzilla back in 2016. There is some serious kaiju pedigree behind this animation. I'm expecting some nice, juicy kaiju action. All I can say is I'm here for this upsurge in Sentai animation. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's what it looks like it's going to be. That's that's the season. It's going to be overtaken by Sentai, Mecha, whatever this mismatch of genre, genre is. But it should be a good time. I'm looking forward. I, I, I think I can say. I want to do one last thing. Okay. Do you want to place a bet on which one of these five Nancy will like most? Winner buys the other dinner. Oh, I'm. That sounds good. Let's no, can, let's, no, let's put a limit and, on and, and, it, like Callan Beef Noodle. The winner <laughs> buys a meal at Callan Beef Noodle. For sure. for the loser yeah, buys yeah. the winner Callan Beef Noodle. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, with no interference into her uh preference, like you know, saying pushing one or the other. Uh well, you initiated this, so what's your pick? While I think while I think that Nancy is really going to vibe with Space Milf, I'm going to put it on the Doomsday Train. I'm going to put it on Girls Band Cry. All right. Just because she might not love the animation, but if the story is there, I think that's absolutely uh, in her wheelhouse entirely. What happens if she picks neither one? Well, she has to. Okay, for to be clear, let's set it that she has to actually choose one of these ones, not the one that she liked more over the other one. So she, like, if Nancy you know I mean? does not like Doomsday Train or Girls Band Try, Cry, we both lose, and that just means we go get beef noodle together. Yeah, we and just bring buy Nancy dinner for ourselves. That sounds good. Yeah, yeah. I hope she chooses Astro. No, <laughs> if she if she chooses Space Milf, I'll laugh so hard. <laughs> maybe it's the maybe it's the anime of the season. You don't know. I don't know. I mean, I loved, I loved Cyber Six. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think a lot it's of it's been twenty five years, but <laughs> who knows? <laughs> maybe that old Cyber Six DNA is still kicking around. Maybe that bacteria is just uh, got through the medical masks. Hell yeah. Maybe the Moyashimon bacteria is still getting the animators lubed up. Yep. Well, on that note, I think we can end this one. Uh, good luck to you, my fellow competitor. <laughs> and uh, we'll find out what the results are in, I don't know, probably about five episodes, four episodes. Give or take. Yep. Bye-bye. Everyone take care. Thanks for listening.